Hello, all. Welcome to the first edition of the Fans at Home podcast. Um, I'm today joined by Patrick Noroga, um, better known as iPad43 on the Zoom call, um, who's a <laughs> Manchester United fan. I've got Chris Adewoy, who is an Arsenal Hi, fan. Everyone. And I've got Will Morley, who is a Liverpool fan. Um, Hello. So uh, Happy to be don't here. hate on Will from the beginning, exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> So <laughs> to give you all those listening or watching the, the concept of what we are doing, um, right now, as everyone knows, it's a difficult time for everyone in every dimension of, of society and life. But um, for us as all very big sports fans, it's, you know, there's not much going on on TV. I know I can speak from personal experience. I'm watching a lot of reruns of finals, of leagues, whatever it might be, goals, compilations, whatever it might be. Um, but there's not been too much other than sort of that in the sporting world recently. Um, so we thought we would you know, begin this sort of project of ranking captains, players, teams, um, eventually um, strikers, position players, um, and giving our sort of top tens our input um, as much as value you might take from that. And you might have your own opinions. Um, but we've thought that with this group, which is what's most important about this selection of people joining, is that you have um, very big fans from four different, um, four probably of the biggest teams in the, in the Prem. Um, I will not take Spurs as a big team. And uh, City, exactly. City. We will call it the original Big Four. Okay, and we're not we're not counting City because, you know, as a Chelsea fan, I have to tread lightly when I say they have no history. But um, <laughs> but we're not counting teams from 2011 onwards, basically. So um, yeah, with that said, the topic for today is the best Premier League captain. So top 10 Premier League captains of all time, and by Premier League, I mean since the 1992 Premier League era. So from then. Um, Every captain is in play. And I thought we would start by hearing everyone's top tens um, with a little bit of explanation. And then we'll go into sort of a group discussion that will hopefully be able to iron out our joint with a little bit of compromise. Um, we'll, we'll have our final top 10 for you all by the end of this. So with that said, I'd like to start with, with, um, with Patrick. Patrick, can you give us your top 10 going from 10 to 1? Um, go away. Okay, well, from 10, from 10 to 1, start with Alan Shearer, number 10. He's only there really because, I, or lack of options for me anyway. And obviously he played before I was really watching football, but one of the greatest, well, the greatest goal, goal scorer in Premier League history and pretty good captain of that too. Steve Bruce, the United, led us to our first Premier League title and a few more titles after that. And... He loves a late goal. The, his header in the like, last minute, which won us the title, is remembered by all. So that's why he's at number nine. Jordan Henderson at number eight. A bit of a maybe come as a bit of a surprise, but he what he's done this season with the Liverpool team is like remarkable, and he he's gone from a bit of like a laughing stock as like a Sunderland midfielder to actually a pretty like he's improved his game a lot to a pretty to become a pretty good like Liverpool midfielder. And has led his team like very well. We have Vidic at number seven, who, as a United fan, you just love. He's like a famous quote: "If you break your nose attempting to block the ball, you can fix it. You can't fix a goal conceded." And that's that. Like kind of attitude is like the perfect example to lead the rest of the team. Tony Adams at number six, again didn't really see much of, but 
again, I've been to a talk by him and I know the impact he had on Arsenal teams and led his team to multiple titles. And yeah, the Premier League legend. Five, we had Vincent Company, captain, fantastic. Know too many, I know too much about his goals. Manchester Derby is headed over Chris Smalling, but I'm used to that. It's not, not the best to see. <laughs> and of course, his strike against Leicester was just like, even as a United fan, you have to appreciate like how, how good it was. And yeah, he was their first, their first captain to win a Premier League title in 2012 and has led them to a few more since. And yeah, one of like he's been there since the beginning, really, like at City. And so, yeah, number five. Four, Steven Gerrard. I know he didn't win the, the Premier League title ever, but you can't deny his like brilliance. Like one of the best footballers in the Premier League era and led his team to a Champions League win. Istanbul will, won't forget that. Um, oh, FA Cup final, 2006. He's just known as the ultimate big game player, apart from that slip. <laughs> um, number three, John Terry, captain Chelsea to all five of their Premier League titles and their only Champions League title. And a Europa League, who really cares about that. Um, he's truly world-class. He won UEFA Defender of the Year three times like 2005, 2008, 2009. And yeah, led by example, was hated by many, many fans, but obviously Chelsea fans loved him. Number two, we have Patrick Vieira. He was in the PFA team of the year, six straight years, and captain aside to an unbeaten season, which is something not done by anyone else in Premier League, or like not done, done very rarely anywhere else as well. Thank God for Watford. Um, and number one, we have Roy Keane, the most successful captain at the most successful club in Premier League history. Not much more needs to be said than that. He also led his team to the 99 treble, which, yeah, great. No one else has done the treble. He wasn't captain so in 99. That's my top 10. Was he? Patrick, yes, he wasn't he was. captain in 90. He's been captain since 97. Mm-hmm. 97 to 2005. Uh, um, yeah. Much debate on that one. Um, let's yet, not yet, Chris, the <laughs> fan of the group. Um, enjoy uh, yeah. a great season, weren't you? Before before lockdown, yeah, mighty eighth in the table, I think, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Chris, lead away. Okay, so first of all, I just want to say that I thought for Patrick to pick Jordan Henderson at eight was nuts. As it disrespects a lot of better captains, such as Gary and <laughs> Phil Neville, who don't even make my list, but I'll just start with my list. Um, I went with Wes Morgan at 10, actually, um, because obviously he led Leicester to probably the best success story in English football. And what was remarkable was he actually played every single game in that triumph. Like you look at some of Neville's titles as a captain, even Terry's, they're actually missing a lot of games. But for him, I think it was like 32 years old to play every single minute of like Leicester's greatest season ever, I think means he should be on the list. Um, I agree with Patrick that Shearer should be on this list. But again, he didn't really win that many trophies. He scored a lot of goals, but in loads of games. And yeah, I didn't really watch him much. So I can't say... I've first-hand experienced a lot of his leadership, but I think the fact that he ignored a lot of big clubs like the like United, like Liverpool, and signed for Newcastle from Blackburn, and then captained them for a decade and scored 200 goals, I think that means that he should be on the on on a top 10 list of captains. And then Patrick had Vieira up quite high, 
because he was um, on the PFA team of the year for six years in a row. But I think he was only captain of Arsenal for two years. So I don't think that him being a top, top player for four or five of the other seasons should really count towards his captaincy. Yeah, you can say like he's a really top player, but what did he actually do as Arsenal captain? One of the things I remember most about him being Arsenal captain was him probably being inferior to Roy Keane, which means that, like, personally, if in the biggest moment you were, like, overshadowed in your leadership by your adversary, that means you can't be too high on my list. But, yeah, I respect that. He scored the winning goal in the FA Cup final in 2005. Obviously, he led them. He led Arsenal to the undefeated season, so he deserves his place on this list. He's a top, top player. And I think um, it's testament to his ability that 15 years on, they've not been able to replace his leadership or like his ability in his position. But I'll continue. Um, I got Tony Adams at seven. Obviously, that's a bit before my time, but he was like Mr. Arsenal. He epitomised Arsenal during the start of the Wenger era and was like a proper defensive marshal. And yeah, he's another player who, since he's left, there's not been a lot of defensive quality at Arsenal. And three of the titles that Arsenal have won in the Premier League era, he's been captain for two of them. Um, I went with Steve Bruce at six because I think that obviously he was the one who started like the United Premier League era. He was the original captain. But also people forget that he did more than just defend and be a good leader. He actually was United's top scorer in 1991. He scored 19 goals, which I think is ridiculous. And in his four seasons as captain, he won three league titles and basically like began the new era. So I think that he deserves to be remembered as one of the top Premier League captains. I had Vidic at five um, because um, he, he didn't do too much as captain as he was only captain for two years. He won a league, but in terms of like what Patrick was saying, like his temperament, his ability, his like when you think of like defensive bravery and fearlessness in the Premier League, you probably think Nemanja Vidic. And I think that kind of bravery is like, a main feature of what you want in a captain. So I think that's why he should be high on the list. And obviously he's captain for the biggest club like in the country. So that's fair enough. Uh, and number four, I had company because I think that he was captain of arguably the best Premier League team ever, the Centurions in 2017-18. And he was, he's been the captain for pretty much the entire um, period that City have their greatest period in their history. And they've gone from having like a couple of flashy players like Robinho and Nelane to being a team full of like top, top world-class players. Like he's been the mainstay the whole time. And I actually think if not for his recent injuries, he could be up there with Keane and stuff because he's always there in the big games. He scores big goals, he defends, he does his job. And without him, who knows if City would have won those titles in 2012 and 2014, especially. And then in terms of my top three, I don't think you can leave John Terry out. Like I don't think anybody's going to do that because... Chelsea are the second most successful Premier League team in like the 28 years of the Premier League. He's been the spine of like all of their titles, played a major part in every single title win. And like he's played with like the Chelsea that had Robin and Michael Ballack, but then also Eden Hazard. Like he's always been there. Like when you think Chelsea, you think Lampard, Terry, Drogba, like they're like, you know, they are Chelsea. And I think that kind of success, a team that had no success before, so then when he joined and when Lampard joined, he had so many titles. I feel like he's got to be high up on the list. I went for Gerard quite high. I put him a second, even though he's not he didn't win a title. But I think Gerard Gerard again, Gerard is Liverpool, as in there is no Liverpool without Steven Gerard. And I think that is testament to his loyalty and how much he loved the club that he rejected, Chelsea and the classic clubs to stay at Liverpool. Um, 
years and years playing with inferior players, he still managed to carry them to top four or second or Champions League finals and even winning the Champions League. And I think he's probably the best player to never win a Premier League in the league's history. And then at number one, I went raking seven titles, four FA Cups, a UEFA Champions League. Gary Neville said that Keane was the most inspirational player he'd ever played with. And I think for Neville to say that somebody who's won everything in the game kind of like shows how much of a big player he was. Technically, he was absolutely world-class, but then also no nonsense. The standards that he held at Manchester United are, like, is a major reason as to why they've been a big club for like the last 30 years. But yeah, so Keane, number one. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. Um, and moving on, finally, before my list, which might have a few differences to the first two, let's hear Will Morley's Liverpool's Liverpool's list. If you have too many Liverpool captains in there, though, we are we are going to cap you. So, gonna have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> there's only there's only two in there. There's only two. Um, so with number ten, I've gone with Steve Bruce. Um, I agree, he was integral to United's or beginning of United's. Um, dominance in the Premier League. Those two headers against Shepherd Wednesday, like Pat said, I still remember, remember today. Um, and up to the point where he left Manchester United, he was the most successful captain in the club's history. So I think he's got to make the top 10. Uh, number nine, I've gone with Wes Morgan. He drove forward the 5,000 to one um, side to the Premier League. He played all, all the games, like Chris said. Throughout that season, he made 15 clean sheets, 95 interceptions, 51 tackles, 216 clearances. I mean, those stats are incredible, especially for a player who's only 32, who's 32 years old. Um, I think the only reason why he's not higher on my list is because he's, really, he's only really had one top-class season. Number eight, my Liverpool guy, Toon Henderson. Um, he's, he was given the insurmountable task of succeeding the club's best ever player, in my opinion, Steven Gerrard. Um, he was he received a lot of criticism at starts. I think he was trying to be sold to, to Fulham as a swap deal for Clint Dempsey by Rogers. He's had adversity everywhere he's gone, but he's managed to climb himself back up and he's leading Liverpool to what should have been a Premier League, but unfortunately that may not be it's able not to happen anymore. To unfortunately, it probably won't happen, looking at the recent uh, updates. Um, he's in, in every game, he is the driving force. He provides the energy. I mean, we've seen this season how worse we've been without him. So that period where we lost to Atletico twice, we lost to Watford, we narrowly beat West Ham. We were a completely different side without him. And I think he is a great captain. Number seven, I've gone with Bidic. Um, he put his whole body on the line for the team. He was an excellent leader, very respected. The only thing, the only reason why he's not higher on my list is because of his disciplinary record. I remember Torres had a couple of good schoolings against him, taught him a few lessons. Um, he was a bit a bit reckless. He got, I think, six red cards. But, I mean, you can't really take away the quality of a player and leader that he was. So, number seven. Uh, number six is Vieira. He was the captain of the Invincibles. Um, he created an environment of success at Arsenal, I think. He led by example. He had that sort of route with Keane and he was an excellent player and he's definitely worthy of being in the top 10. Number five is Tony Adams. I mean, I didn't really see him play that much, but from what I've read and what I've seen, he earned massive respect. Um, he 
was a, he was he was a sort of captain who expected everybody in the team to play to at least an eight out of ten every single game, um, and he's the only captain to lead to lead a Premier League side to three to titles in three different decades. So that's a pretty insane stat. Um, number four is Steven Gerrard, a bit lower than Chris. Um, he's the reason Liverpool had any success in the 2000s, 2010s. He had a massive struggle through turbulent times at Liverpool under awful Gillette and Hicks ownership, um, where we were signing players like Paul and Jess, Paul and Chesky. Um, really, really big low point in the uh, club's history. But he was able to come out the other side and very nearly won a set title in 2014. If a certain slip didn't happen, but we don't need to go any further than that. I think we've got the two year, um, how many years of it anniversary is it now? Right now? Huh? Six years. Yeah, six year anniversary, yeah. But we, we, can also, we, we can also talk about the Terry slip. We, we can also talk about yeah. the Terry slip if you Moscow, want. Moscow, 2008. Yeah. Let's, we're, let's, we're sticking Premier League, not World <laughs> Football, okay? We, we can leave that one out, please. <laughs> um, number three, uh, higher than everyone else, company. Um, he is, in my opinion, the reason behind City's era of dominance. He scored, he scored vital goals at vital moments. So, 2012, scored that head against United. Last season, scored that wonder goal against Leicester. Um, however much it pains me to say it, he's been an excellent captain, an excellent player. And he's also been a great person off the field. He's been involved in a lot of charitable work. Um, he's a great sort of representative for City and he's a great captain, in my opinion. Uh, entering the top two, I've gone with Keane. He's a serial winner. He's respected, he's determined, he's very talented. And he would do absolutely anything to succeed. He led United through a very dominant period, led them to the treble. Um, he's been absolutely excellent. I mean, maybe the Haaland in- incident may have flawed his career slightly. Um, he did have that sort of aggressive side to his game, which a bit like Vidic could cost United a point or two. But I think he was an excellent player and definitely deserves to be high up on the list. Number one is, in my opinion, Terry. Captain leader legends. He's, he's he's the embodiment of Chelsea's superiority in Premier League era, or recent Premier League era. Um, he's the most successful Premier League captain, having won five Premier Leagues. He's also won four FA Cups, three League Cups, one UCL, and also Europa League. Um, I don't like him, but I've got to respect the fact that he's an excellent player, an excellent captain, and in my opinion, deserves to be number one. Very good. Okay, now rounding up, last last top 10, and I'll try and speed through mine so we can open the floor up for some more general conversation, trying to con- construct that final list. So I've, I've got quite a few similar to, to Will in the sense that I have Steve Bruce at 10, uh, you know, under his captaincy, or, you know, some might call it shared captaincy, which is maybe why he's so far down my list, because he did share it with, with, with Brian Robson, but that's sort of pre-92. Pre um, well, he shared it for two years with with, with Boy Robson, and um, but yeah, he he won in uh, ninety two, ninety three, and then the the following season as well, and then picked up one again in in ninety five, ninety six. Um, was only captain, only captain. He was captain for four years. Um, I thought he was a stand up player, and you look at player records and and interviews 
you know, he was sort of the model model captain of that sort of era for a very successful team. He brought Man United into the Premier League era with great success, um, maintaining a very challenging dressing room with some flashy players coming in around that sort of time, sort of the first, you know, era of those those individuals entering the Premier League theatre. So I think he did a fantastic job and, and that's why he's he's 10. He's, he's maybe not as high as he could be, but um, he is where he is. Uh, at nine, I've got Wes Morgan. Um, if anything, he could he could you know either slip higher or slip higher lower down this list, maybe out of the top ten because his leadership surrounding that amazing season was um, questionable, possibly at times. However, I think you look at the achievement that Leicester did. We all know it: five thousand to one odds, um, just out of this world, no one ever thought it was going to happen. Gary Lineker got in his boxes over it. Like, this is just stuff that you don't see happen. Um, and of individuals, to lead a team of individuals who have no, you know, no history of, of success, no history of, um, you know, winning, you know, to, to a Premier League title, to set the mentality, to keep everyone going, I think it's phenomenal. That's why he's got my number nine. Nemanja Vidic, a number eight. Um, won the Premier League title under his captaincy in 12-13 season. Um, I thought um, his his defensive accolades, I think he's one of the best centre-backs of all time in the Premier League. I'd put him definitely in the top five, if not the top three. Um, however, his captaincy can be questioned. He wasn't captain for the longest period of time, just three years, but I think his captaincy was called into question over some of his disciplinary things and also a little bit of a you know, at times language barrier came into play when he, when he would uh, slip into his native tongue. But um, no, standout player, fantastic individual um, and, and one of the best of all time in his position. Number seven, I think this is someone that no one has on their list. Um, but I think if you could define what you'd want in a model vice captain, it would be this player, it's Gary Neville. Um, I think he's the best. Like if you could have a vice captain, you wouldn't want anyone other than him. I think he'd be, if this was a vice captain list, he'd be, number, he'd be my number one or two, you know, coinciding with Frank Lampard on that sort of scale. But uh, this is the thing. What many people forget is Gary Neville was captain for six years. He captained, you know, not always, but on and off for six years, 2005, 2011. Um, during that time, won four Premier League titles, um, was always respected um, without necessarily always commanding it. Um, and... It was a change in theme from from Roy Keane, who was his, you know, who, who he um, came in from. A little, a little different. Not not so much so, but less rough around the edges, maybe. Um, but I think a great servant to the club, a great servant to English football. Um, criminally underrated. Um, but yeah, he's he's got my number seven. I've got um, uh, Vieira at six. I think. Um, I, I think it's amazing that he obviously invincible season, fantastic. Um, he was, still remains the only skipper to have achieved that. Um, and you know, it's just the things that make the 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 great players, you know, legendary. The, the sort of little fun facts, like his last kick ever as an Arsenal captain was when you know was like when they won. Like that's how they won the 2005 FA Cup. Was his last kick as a goal. Like that was his last kick ever as a as a Arsenal captain, and they won the FA Cup. It's the little things that you know just make those great players like they transcend them into history. And although he wasn't captain for the longest period of time, just from 02 to 05, I think his his um to, to have the invincible season, to have the the carry on to to finish in such style, I think he firmly solidifies his place on this list. Number five, I've got Steven Gerrard. Um, 
I mean, there's a lot you can say about him. I think there's a lot already been said about him, so I'll sort of glaze over it. You know, he never won, which is why he's not, he never won the Premier League, which is why his name may not be as high as it could be on this list. Because um, I do think there's a balance that you need to win, you know, to, to be, you know, a, a legendary captain. Um, but, you know, captain for 12 years of, you know, boyhood club, a club that he loves, um, daily role model to so many. And, you know, I big shoes to fill for Jordan Henderson, who I'd put as an honorable mention. You know, he's not on my list, but I feel like I do understand where Molly's coming from and saying that he had big shoes to fill. I would certainly agree. And I think he's done a remarkable job, especially over the last two seasons with regards to Jordan Henderson, that is. Um, okay, at number four, I have Tony Adams. Now, Tony Adams is quite high up my list. Um, I do want to state that, you know, some of this stuff dates before 1992, just some of the facts I'm going to spew out. But I mean, 1991, you know, which is obviously just before Premier League era, he held his, his the defense that he was captain and the defense that he had conceded only 18 goals throughout the entire season. Um, he anchored that defense and, and to captain, you know, from 1988, um, he was captain from then until, um, 2002, just all season. Like that's, that's a long time to be in charge of what was and, and what remains today to a massive club with every bit of, um, you know, trouble and, and anguish that comes with that. And he led with nobility and, you know, he led from the front and that was, you know, led from the front while being at the back. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, remarkable captain, um, and you know, commended by all his teammates. You got Roy Keane um, as well. Sort of praised him very, very well on a on a recent show on a BBC broadcast. Uh, sorry, Sky Sky Sports broadcast. But um, I'm coming to Keane in a second. Number three, I got Vincent Company. Um, Vincent Company is high, maybe for some on this list. But I mean, taking a team that hadn't won a Premier League title in 44 years. And then winning, uh, you know, four times in, in the last decade. Pretty impressive. You know, captain fantastic. You know, he, I don't think they would have won the Premier League last season without that goal he scored. Was it against Leicester? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it Leicester? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. honestly to yeah. me, that goal, I'm not a Man City fan and never will be, but that goal gives me shivers. That's, that is captain, the captain's material right there. And um, winning it four times, you know, captain fantastic. All the nicknames that come with it. It doesn't surprise me that he's already becoming a player manager, you know, albeit in Belgium. Doesn't surprise me that he's being already given a role that that important. Um, at two, I got Roy Keane. Um, maybe not surprise many of you, especially if you've realised that I'm a Chelsea fan. But I do generally think that Keane can be placed at number two on this. He obviously has a great success record, captain the side for for eight years. Um, but um, <laughs> famed quotes: you can't you can't beat some Roy Keane quotes, you know when this is post his playing career but in, i know he spoke through this the whole way you know when when i can't remember the exact player but it was a player missed you know training or, or maybe the early parts of a game because his wife was having a baby and Roy Keane was like well you know <laughs> yeah. he's he's not having the baby is he why isn't it you know it was that sort of mentality which made him one of the best if not the best you know questionable one and two swap here um the best captain in premier league history um but I don't know if his play style would work today and his captain style would work today because, as he says, they're all snowflakes now So in his, in his very deep accent. And I don't know if they'd be able to deal with the, the, the harshness of his captaincy. But, but it worked. And, you know, that he won four Premier League titles in his captaincy era and can forever be one of the best center mids in Premier League history. Um, and number one, no surprise from me, I got John Terry, uh, captain leader legend, um, hated by most but loved by a few and, and loved by Chelsea fans. I think the hate fueled him, if anything, made him a better player, made him a better captain. 
um, was able to understand what it felt like to get so much hate and protect younger players coming through, which I think was quite a big thing during his captaincy. The only Premier League captain ever to win five Premier League titles. Um, and um, other than, this is one thing, other than um, the 2016-2017 season, which they won under his sort of part captaincy, he only missed five league games in the previous four title winning campaigns. I mean, that to me, that, that, that just shows he's there always. You know, whether it was injury, whatever, he would always be there team-wise, um, playing-wise, at such a high standard as well. I think he's the best centre-back in Premier League history. Um, I think he's, he was leading teams from when he was a little boy in school, you know, up, 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 and great success. So um, that's why he rounds off my number one with the five Premier League titles. Um, now to open up the floor. Sorry if that went on a bit long, guys, but um, we've got a lot of talking to do, a little bit of discussion um i'm thinking we start with trying to iron out some of the the lower picks because i feel like we could get stuck on number one two and three for a while but if we can try and try and get through the lower order first i feel like that will open up the discussion a bit more for when we press up um i'm gonna come to chris chris what's what's sort of your opinions and what you've heard from other people you know would you change um, anything originally on your list um well, mainly, I've actually been convinced that Terry's probably a better captain than um, Roy Keane. Like, I like what you said about the fact that he's protected young players and managed to like convert the hatred he felt into actually improved performance, like increased success for Chelsea. Like that was a really big thing about Chelsea, especially under Mourinho. Like they'd have so much hatred by everybody, but within their own group, they'd be so close knit and so strong that that was what kind of defined Chelsea. So at the top end, that's probably what I'd change. Regarding Jordan Henderson, I don't think, as in, he, when I was making my list, he didn't even nearly figure anywhere near my thinking because I personally don't think that he's ever even been the best midfielder in his own team. So on an ability level, I don't think he's a great enough player because at the end of the day, like your skills and your uh, mental makeup is all good. But I mean, we're talking about a sport here, like how good you're at the sport. Even today, I don't think Anderson is Liverpool's best midfielder. While he's been captain, I don't think he's ever been their best midfielder. And you could talk about leadership, but what has he actually won? Like they've not won the Premier League yet. They've not won a domestic trophy since the League Cup in 2011. That's 10 years, like nine years ago. Yeah, they won the Champions League, but we're talking about like the Premier League domestic performance. So I wouldn't have Henderson anywhere near my top ten personally. But well, so, what about what, what about Wes Morgan then? Because he's not and not necessarily no, an incredible player. I think, but his leadership was incredible. And look, I mean, if you look at Liverpool, we're a completely different monster with him in the team than when we are like leaving him out. Okay, so do you so much think? Quality. So you think you think if Henderson yeah. wasn't a Liverpool player, you would not have, you would not be first this year, and you wouldn't have been second next year because I don't think that's true. Because in terms of what he can actually do, playing football, he I think he's very replaceable in that team. And if in terms of character, he was absent, you're not telling me somebody else wouldn't step up. It's like, are you telling me no that one did. Rolf Hen? No one, one did. No one did when when he was out of the team. No Van Dijk didn't step up. Who did? They lost yeah. their games, didn't they? We were awful. And you say his ability. Okay, I'll, what I will say to that is there's such a small sample. How many games was it that they were like? It wasn't more than five games this season where right, they were. 
Do you think that's a but big enough challenge to people. say, oh, they're not good with this team? Yeah, Champions they played Atlet- Simeone's Atletico. Okay, so yeah, big, big games. But yeah, only two or three games. Like, do you think that's enough games to say, all oh, right, okay, this team needs this guy to be successful? Man, I wouldn't I say his ability. Like, off- no, I, I, I don't think ability-wise he makes the top It's just his 20. influence. Yeah, exactly. His influence is huge. I mean, we will have a great. I don't know if it's because I think Liverpool. I don't think he's going to be remembered in fifteen years. Oh, he will. No, one hundred percent, he will. I've no. I promise you. By Liverpool fans, Chelsea, Chelsea fans, Man U fans. Do you honestly think that you're going to be mentioning Jordan Henderson to your kids the way that your dad might talk to you about Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira? No, no, absolutely not. But I think it's world class. No. He's not it's really world class. It's different though, because I mean, like, the thing is, my like for example, being a Chelsea fan, you guys wouldn't mention Dennis Wise, but we would. No. You know, I think True. like yeah. 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 there's like different yeah. levels yeah, exactly. of captaincy and, no- and, and notability. I don't think that Jordan Henderson is going to make anyone's top ten best captains list ever. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think right now. Yeah. Um, it might feel like that, but give it another five years past the time that yeah, he retires, exactly. he's, he's not going to appear on that list ever again, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, what I mean, if Liverpool were to win the next two, three seasons with him as captain? Yeah, exactly. uh, I'm bloody well hoping. Uh, you know what? Far. Other than Newcastle got that $230 billion money and it just like bought them yeah, back exactly. and, 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 and messed, and messed Liverpool up. I'd like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I, I, I personally Sorry. wouldn't mention like... Vieira, no matter how good a player he was and a great captain, I wouldn't mention him, mention him to my children currently. Yeah. Children right now. But, you wouldn't um, mention Patrick Vieira to your children? No, no, I wouldn't. But that, that's just because I'm a Liverpool fan and I've not... I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's based to the fact that I've not... But in, in, your head, in your head, you can just think about... You can think about that Arsenal team. When you think about that Arsenal team, Bergkamp, Perez, Omri, you can think of Vieira marshalling the midfield. You can think of, yeah, so you think about that. Do you, I, I don't know if it's my bias, but when I think about what's good about Liverpool, like, like in terms of actual football, like Henderson doesn't spring to mind. Like, it's you easier think Alisson, Van Dijk, the full-backs, it's yeah. easy. There's a, it's easier in hindsight. If and anything, there's a reason why he's been known, like, people, he's one of the favourites to win the PFA Player of the Year. Yeah, and I mean, like, I've, I've said this pretty much since 2014. I think he's one of the most, um, sort of, unmentioned players in the Premier League team. I mean, everyone talks about Van Dijk, Salah, Mane, Firmino, but no one ever really mentions Henson. But if you actually look at what he does and the effect he has in Liverpool, I mean, it's, it's astronomical. No, I think, I think the effect that he has in, in the Liverpool team, that this, you know, title calibre willing, title winning calibre team that, that, that you guys have, have right now, I think he's criminally, you know, underappreciated. Um, yeah. Or on, you know, we, as other fans of other teams, I can speak saying, like, we don't rape Jordan Henderson. But you yeah. know you can't yeah. lie, as you mentioned that your 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 results and form since since his you know untimely injury and and him not him being absent on that on that field. I think there is a a dependence on him. The, the Liverpool yeah. squad rely on him for that sort of knife edge leadership, which is what he brings mm. to the table. So I, I know I, he was. I have a, a couple of honourable mentions. One of which is Jordan Henderson. You know, he had he had big shoes shoes to fill, as we've said already, and and fulfilled them admirably. I think I've got two other honourable mentions, and you know, one of them was mentioned in someone else's list, which was Alan Shearer, hometown hero. You know, shuns big name sides, etc., like that. You know, comes back and and um, you know, captain striker led from the front. He, you know, awe-inspiring goals. You know, the fact is he never won. He, he his best finish was third, um, but captained his 
Boyle Club for eight years and, and you know, during that time collected every, you know, possible record, I think, at the time. So big props. And the other one that wasn't mentioned, I don't think, was Cantona. And the reason I put him as honorable mention and no one in my list is because he won a title in his one season of captaincy, okay? So 100% success rate as captain. He had many flaws, as we all know. But I don't, I don't think you can you question his leadership abilities. I think he was, you know, self-proclaimed as much as proclaimed the king of Old Trafford, you know, and he, 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 he in his final season as, as, as a Man United player, he, he captained them to a Premier League title. I think that that deserves commendation, especially for his efforts prior to that for the club. And he remains an honorable mention. I don't know how you guys would feel about those two names, Shiro and Cantona. I had Shearer I mean, on my list because I think the, yeah. like he he is the best Newcastle player ever. I mean, he even managed the club in like 2008, 2009. So I think if you look at what Shearer did compared to what Henderson, someone like Henderson did, I don't think that there's even like much debate there as to who was the better captain. And my final thing on Henderson is, is he a star player for Liverpool? Has he ever been a star? Because I think every single other name we've mentioned is a star player. Like, Where's Morgan? Yes. Not amazing. For, that, for, for Leicester's team, he was a star player, definitely. No, he was a very good player. captain. He was not a star no, player. No, I think, no, because he, he, he was the defensive leader. He was their, like, not their whole defence, but I mean, he had Danny Simpson on one side, Christian Fuchs on the other side. They talk about Morgan Huth as a pair in the middle as stars alongside alongside Vardy Mahrez Kante I would personally say Morgan was a star player I, I don't call him a star player I, I think he was yeah. a, I think he was a key player but I don't think that key player and star player are the same thing um, yeah all those players you, wow, you, you, you wow people with your performances on a weekly or yeah. bi-weekly basis and I don't think he did that um, I think yeah, the wow fact of him came yeah. in his captaincy um, and yeah. his leadership of the dressing room which had people from yeah. all over the world many different you know backgrounds and i mean as are with most football teams but without that winning mentality which is needed for so many teams and you know think about it where did they come from they were 20 they were dead last okay in december of the previous season okay you know the great escape is what they did and then to come back and win the win the prem the next season i get a new manager and he can claudio ranieri should receive a lot of praise for what he brought to the table but wes morgan whilst not being the star player was able to win over the dressing room and considerably aid them in their title efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he makes that top 10. I think he does. I don't know. I think there was only two. Did you have him on your list, Chris? Yeah, I have Morgan at 10. I think Morgan has to be 10. I think, I think, he's, I think he's 9 or 10. Um, yeah. I really do. He's uh, definitely not 9, so... I yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's. I could put him ten, they, but they had a. Yeah, they were bad the year after, and they were not. Yeah, I, I, okay, I agree. I, I mean, I mentioned. And I think. Lack yeah, of I think we're also overestimating his importance. Like the manager brings so much to the table, like winning over the dressing room and stuff. I doubt Wes Morgan had like an astronomical influence. Like he was a captain, yes, and a very good one, but he didn't single-handedly like change the dynamic okay. of the dressing room. Okay. No, I, 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 but I just think I just think he has to be on that list in some capacity. I think he I think he locks in the Sen, sen Yeah. Hmm? Sentimentally at least. He's got to be on the list, hmm. Yeah, it's a ten, yeah. Just not ten. nine. Wait, who what, who did we I, I who did you have at nine? I had Shearer at nine. I had Steve Bruce. 
I'm happy to put Bruce at nine if you guys are. I think. Where did, yeah. where did you have Bruce? Where did well, you have Bruce Morning? I had him at 10. I'd be willing to move him up to nine just because of his importance. I had him at six, what personally, but I'll have yeah. him at nine. I'd, ha- cool. I'd have a Bruce eight, Shearer nine. Shearer nine, yeah. Yeah, I'd have Bruce eight, Shearer nine. Do you think Shearer slips out of that top 10? No, I can't who, who It depends on what really? you think about Neville because people think different things no. about Neville based on Neville how was, much playing. Ne- he was a co-captain for two years. Yeah. He was a co-captain. Okay, you don't think Neville's on the top 10? You don't think Neville's no, on the top 10? No, and I'm a Man U fan. No, he, no, he, really? one of those, he... Yeah, he was injured for a lot of it as well. He wasn't yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, because Luke, you had him in your top 10. I've got him at seven. Yeah, I thought, no, the injuries mean he can't be... And he was co-captain with Giggs as well. Like, no. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think it's tough. I mean, I mean, I mean, all, but I think I think you guys have raised some good points in the sense of maybe who would be best place. I th- I still would put him in for me, as you said, he co-captain with gigs. I put him in that top bracket of I guess vice captains, if you will, that sort of Lampard yeah, bracket. Um, yeah, you know, called on when all- needed and performed always to 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 the the highest highest um extent. So um, I I, I mean, definitely. unwillingly, I think he drops out. Do you guys put Bruce at nine then? Uh, Bruce at eight. Sure, nine. Sure, didn't win anything. Sure, didn't win. Maybe that's my. No, I think winning. I think winning things is like. The yeah, but then you, you, got, you, got, you got Gerard with Blackburn. Blackburn. Oh yeah. I can't hear anything. Yeah, I can hear Pat. I think Chris, your audio just went. Yeah, I can hear. Yeah. Okay, moving on, Chris. If you fix your audio up. I think you got to change your mic on the Zoom. It's fine. It happens. Um, I think, uh, what, you say Shear at nine, Bruce at eight? Is that sort of the general consensus? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. That's what I go with. I, 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 I back the Shear move, especially along the lines of what Gerard did. Like, I mean, Shear was captain for eight years and could have gone so many places. The loyalty and leadership was 100% there. And not only that, you know, I think he's the most prolific goal scorer of all time. But yeah. We'll come to that when we discuss strikers. No way. <laughs> Ten years of goals, 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 goals. You can't leave them up. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Ten years of goals, goals, goals. You can't leave them off the list. Okay, yeah. So you got Shearer at nine and Bruce at eight. Is that what we're going with? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And then you move into hands? you move into the players that we have left. Um, I'd name to name a few that could come in this sort of. Seven six five category. You've got Vidic. You've got. I mean, Neville. We've been pushed off already. You've got Vieira. You have. Um, you know, Henderson. I don't think he'll make that. You got. <laughs> but, but what are you guys thinking for what we what are we going at for for seven? I think seven is Vidic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I'll go Vidic seven. I think, oh, I think he talks very yeah. nicely into that into that place. I think um, we all spoke very highly of him. We all think of him as one of the better. If not, you know, yeah, as we said, top five, top three centre backs in Premier League history. So um, combine that with his winning ways and, and captaincy for for three, four years, you know, good stuff. Um, Morley, do you want to run us through six? What do you think went six? Yeah, well, I, I put Vieira there, but I'm sort of I'm choosing between Vieira and Adams. Um, I think I Adams think, doing 15 years I, as a captain is a I big think, thing. Yeah, I think because Adams went on for longer. I think Vieira slips down to six. Very short and sweet. Um, How many of yeah. those 15 years were Arsenal good? 19, 1980, 
Some might say the whole time, like they were top four the whole time, pretty much. They won title. He won titles in three different decades. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like early nineties, I don't really like what Arsenal doing in early. Oh yeah, we were good. George Graham, yeah, won the title against Liverpool final day. At Anfield. What year? Nineteen eighty nine, ninety. I want to say. Yeah, I mean Premier League era. Oh, sorry, Premier League. Um, ninety seven, ninety eight. No, that was Man United. Ninety eight, ninety nine. And oh one oh two. Yeah, so that was the first one. So before, so that's what six years of him being captain, not winning anything really before that. Yeah, but I mean, in you, the Premier League, you look at it like that. They were never, they were never dropping out. You know what I mean? They were never yeah, out no, of a certain yeah. place. And and with that said, never winning anything. But we've still got Steven Gerrard on this list. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, fair. that's true. Fair. That's true. So I think I, I'd be, I, I think I rate. I mean, on my list, I had Adams way above Vieira. I had you know Gerrard actually sandwiched by the both of them. But um, I think Vieira would lock in that six. I would. I mean, I think his invincible season was was something that will never be done again. I don't think it ever will will ever have an invincible team again. But um, I just think that his captaincy was a bit too short, and with that one winning season amplifying him to where it was. But under his captaincy, only one winning season. I, I think he. I think he slots in at six. Yeah. Fair sure. Enough, then, yeah. Um, Chris, you want to take us to five? Um. Wait, who did we just have a six? Sorry, we just had Vieira. Well, I think well, we know Terry Gerard Keane's top three. So who is who's left? So companies Company left. Adams. Companies left. Oh, Adam, no, com- companies, companies definitely top four. So I'd go with Adam. Adam, oh, yeah. Or wait, Luca, who do you think? Who else? Oh. Um, I'm 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 open to this. I I had Adams originally above Gerard, but I'm I'm happy to change that around. Ooh. It's just that winning. That sort of. I just think, yeah, the winning. But I just think. I think Gerald above Adams. I'll no, go, I would. I, think, think, I mean, yeah, I'll you want to give some reasoning behind that, but I, I think I already agree with you. I mean, what you've got to remember with Gerald is he was so bad. Like, yeah. not only was the actual team bad, the whole club was bad. We nearly went bankrupt. Yeah, he was yeah. always there. He was always sort of putting in eight or nine out of ten performances, and yeah, he didn't win the league. But I mean, you kind of also you kind of put that also down to the fact that he had pretty poor players around them for the majority of his time. Um, okay. I think no, Jared, the, the things yeah. that he achieved, you know, during his captaincy would put him in that top, top four question. I think, yeah. I think that almost, uh, you know, there's, there's a cutoff, I think, and I'd probably say that it's around five or six between great captains and legendary captains, um, sure. which might be a little bit harsh to the people that have slipped down this list, you know, Vieira Vidic, but would would you guys yeah, just put a little break here? Would you put Vieira in that legendary bracket? That, that top no, five? he wasn't captain long enough. Legendary player, think so. legendary captain. No. I think I think yeah. I think um, Adams goes into that bracket, but um, yeah. then but, but then we say the top five is that legendary bracket, and I, I I'd agree with that. So I've got Adams at five. Um, Pat, you yeah. want to take us in at number four? What do you think? Um. I'm deciding between Company and Gerard. Mm. I'd go Gerard after hearing. I think I, I think Gerard four. Gerard, Gerard four. Um, if you're if you're comparing and contrasting between him and Company, which is what I'd imagine everyone is doing when making that decision, yeah. four and three. Um, I, mean, I think Chris can speak to this as well. I think you look at what Company did to that City team. Did to that? Yeah. I know money. I know it's talent. I, and we've talked about this so many times. You could talk about it so many more. What was Chelsea without the money? What was City without the money? 
I'm telling you right now, that is as a captain to combine all of the money, like all the money players, the big star players, and to to be able to create from 2011 till when he left last season, the team that he did, that prolific, you know, winning mentality. For me, he goes above Gerard just in that win. You know, four Premier League titles, yeah. one under his captaincy. Four? One. Yeah. And I, I mean, the difference, the difference between City this season and last season is... Oh, yeah, definitely his absence for sure. Yeah, true. That yeah, it, there's clearly a gap in the dressing room. There's clearly a, a lack of voice, a lack, lack of leadership in a sense. So yeah, I don't they think lack leadership. Three. Yeah. Who is their captain? David Silver. De Bruyne. Silver. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh. Well, so it's usually it's usually De Bruyne because Silver doesn't yeah, play like, the whole time. But I mean, think of how often sidelines to injury. Injury. Yeah. Oh, it might be Fernandinho, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Another person who doesn't seem like that much of a leader, definitely. So, no. I mean, I think, I, th- no. I don't know about much of a leader, but he, think of someone, like, what, has he played centre-back this season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Out of I think uh, the, captain, the captain is officially David Silva, but, you know, again, yeah. injury, and then what, then you think, Kevin De Bruyne? Age. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, I think David is also Man City are going to have another identity crisis because I think this is David Silva's final season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they'll worry I too think much. Got enough players. <laughs> yeah, no, but just that. But we all the saw the that without the captaincy, like identity crisis that City are having to find now, and they're not going to have one of their biggest players. Well, you know? I like, think when Aguero leaves, that's the big one. I think. That's yes, yeah, nail in the coffin. I think that's a lot bigger than Silver because then, I think yeah, Silver doesn't have too many quality team. players to replace them. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really. I, I honestly think this: the second Aguero leaves, that doesn't become a Premier League like a content, Premier League contender. That becomes a Champions League, like comfortable maybe Champions League, but fighting for Champions League places. That's not a Premier League team anymore. Without Aguero, no, no without nah, Aguero, I don't think so. That's a stretch. Without Aguero, I don't think they have too much quality. It's someone like the Cairo Martinez, and they might get better, not worse. Well, this yeah. is the thing: if they're able to replace him in the right way, possibly. Yeah, but if they right. bring in a dud, a dud striker, as so many foreign strikers have been in the Premier League, you know, right. being a Chelsea fan, I can speak very, very, very well to this. Okay, you know, we've had Morata, we've had you know, shockers, proper shockers. Okay. Torres, but you know, foreign striker coming from a from a domestic club. Expected him to be better. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about this at a, at, in a later podcast. But I think Jamie Carragher couldn't believe that they got fifty million for him because they were like he'd been the last two seasons he'd not been where he was supposed to be last season. You know, even if he'd been Torres getting goals. goals, you know, the reason he went to Chelsea was because Abramovich couldn't stand that he was scoring against us every time he played. I think. Yeah. Um, he, he had major injuries in his last few yeah. seasons at Liverpool. Yeah, and he was just not, he was a shadow of his form. Very state. early. I was looking at the stats. He had. When was his first season at Liverpool? 7 what? 8. Well, he was amazing that season, and the season after was pretty oh. good too. No, no, no. The season after, he had 14 goals, and the season after, that's not amazing. But the highest in the Premier League, total, like Nenelka won Golden Boot with 19, and Ronaldo had 18. So it was just generally yeah. a quite a low season. But you had a Chelsea team who already had Drogba, Anelka, and Torres. It was a recipe. Yeah, for it didn't games. really make sense. What you're going to play? Yeah. Anelka behind. I've always said it was offered the. I think it was like eighth November 2010 when he absolutely destroyed Chelsea's back line. You know the two no win. No, oh, no, no. Yeah, that yeah. was the, that was the game that after that. Yeah, we're going to sign Torres. Yeah. exactly. That was it. That was yeah. the that was the Abramovich. I'm going to use my money to stop this person scoring against us, basically. And he had to pay 50 million for it. it. Didn't work out. Although some would say 
that they'd pay that 50 million again, even though we were going to win that game most likely for that Torres goal against Barca in that semi-final. I think, I think a lot of people would be like, you know what, job done, we'll take it. Yeah. Um, so I think company we got Gerald at four, company at three. Yeah, I think sure. I want I want to put Hatch yeah. here, hot seat here, being a Man United captain, just speaking to his to his accomplishments. But to who? To, to Pat, to, to you, Pat. I mean, you as a United fan, I think his leadership has caused you much heartbreak over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah I've seen, I, I'm pretty sure I cried after the um, game in 2012 where he scored the head over Chris Morning because I was yeah. like, we might not win the league. And then I, and I actually cried on the final day when we lost, like we lost the title. I thought we'd won it. And then Aguero and yeah. That that, so that audio clip will forever be one of the greatest. It's the goated audio clip of all time. <laughs> yeah, like it caused me great great pain, but like as a legendary moment, you can't really like deny it. No, so we got Jared at four, company at three. Um, yeah. This is a tough now. One. This is where we got this yeah. final two debate. Uh, I'll go. Keen, I'll Keen has to go one. Keen has to go no, one. I'd, I'd say I'd say Terry one. I'd say Terry. I'd say Terry one. Okay, yeah. I despise Chelsea, but you look at the 04, 05 and 9, 10 Chelsea teams and you think, Jesus Christ, you can't score against them. They score 6, 7, 8 against you. I just think that, well, I think that 04, 05 team is the best Premier League team ever. Terry was at the heart of that. And like all the things we've said about them being, you know, like so hated, but so close together. He embodies that. And I think the fact that he's just like on paper the most successful, like he's won, he's won everything in the game. Um, for that reason, I think he's uh, a better captain than the king. I mean, I'm, I'm acting as a, I'm acting as a devil's advocate here, but do you take into consideration the off-field things that happened with Terry no, to sort of determine whether no. he's the best captain? Uh, I take I. That's another thing about Roy Keane. Like you said, the Harlem thing. I think I is, did John Terry ever have any moment like that? I don't think so. I mean, Terry was racist. You want to go on Alexis San- Alexis San- Oh, the yeah. race. Just ask, oh, ask Antoine Ferdinand. That's the problem. Terry was a racist. Ask, and also, also, you know, ask his teammate Wayne Bridge. I don't know if that's the best example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the thing. An I mean, England teammate wouldn't do. shake his hand. No. Yeah, I mean... As in, Wayne Bridge refused... Well, he's not He's not captain every... Like, a fellow England teammate who won't shake your captain's hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, Roy Keane's Roy Keane had his fair share of off-field things. No, I think I think so. But I mean, he, yeah, go on. More. He he he, refu- he refused to. I think he refused to play for Ireland's World Cup side in like 2002 or something. He, left, he left the squad. He left the yeah. the World Cup early. Yeah, but he had the, he had the, he had the potential. He had the potential to sort of be quite a controversial figure off the pitch yeah. and sort of draw all the attention to himself, um, which maybe you don't want as a captain. But I don't know. That's just the winning mentality. Yeah, sometimes, but uh, I think sometimes you want, you, you prefer the attention to be focused on the performance, not just things that have happened off field. I mean, like both players, Terry and Keane, well, have had that's the media's fault. Yeah, exactly. The I think as a, as a player's captain, as a player's captain, someone that you could call a, sort of call his captaincy style a bit timeless, I think his, his captaincy style is Terry's. I um, feel like you could slot him into any Premier League team now. Um, in the sense mm-hmm. of like as a captain, and every, like it would work. I think. Look his, at Villa. 
Well, I mean, I think he's I think he's done a, a really interesting stuff at Villa. I think his his tutelage and his his um, mentorship, like maybe if those aren't real words, but just don't hate me for it. But I'm going to make them words for this case. Like they, he, he's been a phenomenal thing. I think one day he'll be back at Chelsea doing some sort of escapade. Does that affect right? his captaincy though? I don't. I I, I think his no. captaincy is the best cap. I mean, look at it. Five prolific winner. So we take that, check that box if we want to say best captains got to have something you know in that trophy cabinet. Okay, Premier League wise. Okay, Keen, Keen has that as well. Yeah, but five. Yeah. No, yeah. Terry's yeah. the only one with five. Keen is there, very close. But well, Keen, Keen but, has four, but he was part of the team for like he has overruled more titles. Just he wasn't captain for a few of them. No, this is the thing. Look at the 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 change in time. We've discussed this already with Vincent Company. The change in time. So when you gain 2004 Abramovich or 2003 Abramovich, um, you know, vice Chelsea, um, money starts getting injected into the club. Okay. Now with that money comes, you know, great power and the chance to make that world beating side. Okay. You need a good manager as well to help. But if you look at Jose Mourinho interviews and stuff like that, he said he didn't sometimes didn't even have to talk to the players because of how well Terry captained them. You know, there were times where he'd say, stay out of my lock, like not stay out of my locker room, but you know what I mean? Like Terry would be like, I've got this boss because all he knew that Mourinho was going to shout for, for 13 of the 15 minutes and said, John Terry, Terry got it done in three and Mourinho was able to give 12 minutes of tactics. You know, look, look at the way that managers other than Rafa Benitez speak of John Terry. I mean, these are managers who have managed captains all over the world. You look at Carlo Angelotti, you look at... Um, uh, Jose Mourinho, you look at um, I mean, big, big name managers, right? Some of the best managers in the world to date. They all couldn't speak higher of John Terry. I think I think he caps it out at number one. Okay, but so you say Maybe. Gary Neville, like the best vice captain like ever in the Premier League history. He said that Roy Keane was the most inspirational player he played with. He also played with Steve Bruce and John Terry, who was his England captain. And he says, no, I, I, don't think so. I think England was a mess. I don't really think you can talk about it. When you have England as a mess, they never even had the idea to change up their formation and let Scalzi yeah, sit. I don't, I don't think you can talk about how these guys were for England because they were all shadows of themselves. The only thing that was half decent was, was the defence in England, which was captained by John Terry. And I don't, I don't say that your captain has to be the most inspirational player you've ever played with. There has to be that sort of sense of balance, that sense of, you know, leadership which i don't question that roy Keane had but i don't think you know inspirational is the is necessarily the be all and end all for captains you want to follow no i don't think inspiration i think you want to follow you want to be able to follow him but you don't have to be inspired by necessarily the people that you follow you i don't know i feel like it has to be but it's a pretty big what is is the main luca what is the number one like task of a captain is it to be an example? Is it to, I know you've said it's not to inspire, but is it to be an example? I don't think it's to be, it's just to be an example. I think you, you are an example. Yeah. I think you are an example, but you, you also carry others, to, not just like leaving them to follow your example. You help them and make them, make them as a strong word, but you know what I mean? You make them follow your example. You lead that dressing room, you know, so it's yours, but also captaincy, like leadership is also knowing how to delegate, you know, to, to, to pass around and to, to allow like a team. So Terry was not solely in charge of that dressing room or solely like Captain you know, he had Lampard, he had Drogba, he had Ballot during his time at the club. You know, he says this himself, who were really big figures and, and supported him. And he had the support of people that would come in for two seasons and think, wow, okay, John, great. 
cool. And you have people who have been there for time. There was no single captain that could impress so many people in that dressing room. I, I rarely hear interviews of Chelsea players ever going anywhere near criticizing or looking down on his captaincy style or him as a player. Like he took one of the most hated dressing rooms in football. Okay. Most hated managed to, you know, either sometimes take hate, not this is not on purpose, but take hate on himself. Okay. Not affect his play style, not let affect his player's play style. And maybe I'm giving him too much credit for it. But honestly, it's a monumental task to do, especially with everyone in the early, you're in that sort of beginning of Abramovich era when everyone was like money, money, money and getting so much hate for that. But he shielded that all out. His players shielded that all out. And, you know, they had a prolific win style. I think I agree with Chris that 04, 05 team is one of the best, definitely top five Premier League teams of all time. Um, 100% top five. And uh, that's why he would round out at number one. Um, I do. I honestly think it's really close because I think it's depending on your style necessarily or your preference or what you believe to be the best captain. But I just think there was that nature of a little bit more stability with John Terry than there was with Keane um, as as a player captain. That is so. Possibly, I I don't really agree with your hate thing because like whether you play if you if you don't play well because of some hate you're getting then like you're not a good player or a captain like you should be able to handle like whatever comes to you really and probably every club in the country would have hated Roy Keane as much or if not more than they hated Terry so I don't really think that's a factor but I agree with everything like yeah fair enough okay. to, like, whatever else you said okay should we vote then or. I mean, nice to get a, a little bit yeah. of agreement. I know that Patrick's going to be hesitant to put him number one. I know Morley did put him put Terry as number I'd, one. I'd, I'd have Terry I one. I think I'll take Terry. Because I had Keane at one and Terry at three, I think. But then hearing others' perspectives and remembering things. Pat, I think are you I'm happy to go Terry. with, I know maybe not on your personal preference, but you you happy to see maybe why we'd come together this list to a Terry at one? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's my two. So, yeah, obviously, like, yeah, for the purposes of this, I guess he's our one. <laughs> for the purpose of not going on for another, for another okay, what, hour. Quickly, yeah, what exactly. What do United fans, how do they hold, like, Keane in esteem? We wish he had, we wish we had him now. We wish he was in the dressing, even, like, not I even as a player. And... Mm-hmm. No, we miss Terry. But I think you yeah, know, United I know Keane fans and we miss Terry. Terry. We adore yeah, him. no, but as in we wish... Even not just a player like him was in our dressing room now. We wish he would come in as, as I don't know, in some form and just talk to all the players, really. Like, we need yeah, him. I feel like you'd have half of them leaving crying by the end of it. But um, No, I think we'd go out with a lot more desire. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Debatable. Okay, well, we're going to end this first edition of the podcast there. Um, thank you guys very much for joining us. We'll be back in the next episode that you will see anyone who's watching this or listen to anyone who is is listening on on whatever platform i end up putting this up on um we will be talking about the top 10 premier league strikers so thank you for listening tuning in etc um it's been great fun thank you will thank you patrick and thank you chris um you'll hear from us again very soon thank you very much bye guys